Welcome to the Half Boards. I'm Kyle Crichet, and this is episode 26. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to do a Stanley Cup Finals preview today uh, in light of the Stanley Cup Finals, which is about to happen as I record this. It is 8.01 p.m. right now. Uh, typical NHL stuff. Game will probably start in about 15, 20 minutes. But we have the San Jose Sharks taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, before we get right into it, though, just some housekeeping. Uh, I want to apologize for the long delay. Um, you know, exam season crept up on me real fast. Uh, I went on a little vacation for about a week, uh, getting settled back into work. It's been a hectic little little few months here, but um, we're back on it. So just in time for the Stanley Cup Finals, which I know we've all been waiting for. Uh, first, I just like to say. Uh, what a great playoffs so far. I, I actually really have enjoyed uh, the hockey thus far. Uh, I like how everyone I talk to is essentially just talking about how terrible their bracket is uh, right now. Uh, mine's not much better, uh, that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, the NHL is going for parity, and uh, they're, they're getting it. You know, two teams, one team has never seen a cup final. Uh, the other team hasn't been around for about seven years, uh, I believe. So, you know, we're, we're getting uh, at least somewhat of a new mix. Uh, you know, these are teams that have been staple playoff teams for the last little bit, other than the, the little laps by the Sharks there. Um, but, you know, now we have what will be a, a killer series. Two teams that have been firing on all cylinders. Two teams that, you know, down the stretch of the regular seasons were two of the best teams in hockey. Uh, interesting note, if you remember back before when we did a playoff preview show, uh, I kind of based uh, the idea of the bracket off one, one statistic. And that statistic was that in seven of the last nine Stanley Cup Finals, the Stanley Cup has been won by a team that finished in the top three of puck possession numbers at the end of the season. So that's seven out of nine years a team in the top three have won the Stanley Cup. So we, we talked about building a bracket around this. You remember uh, number one team uh, and a team I picked to go all the way, uh, the Los Angeles Kings, knocked out in the first round. Uh, so they're out of it. Number two team uh, made it to the second round, but not quite all the way. Uh, the Dallas Stars. That, now, if you remember, we talked about how that was that was kind of a shocking one, a little bit of a surprising one for me. Uh, when I think Stars, I don't think uh, puck possession. Uh, I don't think I don't even necessarily think strong systematic play. Uh, but that shows they're they're doing something correctly because they were second in the league overall. Um, eliminated now, though, as we know, by the St. Louis Blues. The number three team, though, and to keep the streak alive, to keep the stat consistent, to put us eight out of ten years, if it happens, number three, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, 
So, like we said in that first show, if you were building a bracket around the the puck possession numbers, although your Western Conference uh, side would not have looked too good, uh, if you went with the belief uh, there was only one Eastern Conference team in the top three, if you took Pittsburgh, you would be sitting pretty right now. And you'd probably be sitting even more pretty because I know a ton of you, like myself, took the Washington Capitals to go all the way. We truly believed that this was the year that they would do it that they would overcome that they would you know win a game 7 or or, or see a conference final or or see a cup final maybe even they were the team that was going to bring the cup back to the east but they just couldn't do it against Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh played damn well and you know Washington was not slacking either you know Ovechkin had a great playoffs uh, you know they they could have used a little more from from a guy like Kuznetsov down the stretch, but you got to hold your head high. They were playing a a killer, killer Pittsburgh Penguins team. Uh, so again, if a, if the stat holds true, we we should should see the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, win the Stanley Cup. But as we've all seen, the the Sharks seem to be a a new squad, uh, a revived team. There's something different. Uh, first of all, if you remember, I don't know how many of you are our long term listeners. Uh, but at the beginning of the year, when this podcast started, we did a team-by-team preview. And uh, one of my big focuses for the Sharks, uh, not on any of the players, but was that I loved the idea of Peter DeBoer coming in and and taking control of that team. And I think he deserves a ton of credit in just uh, being able to change the attitude and the, the tone of this room and... and the, the way this team does interviews and the way this team interacts and, and the confidence they have that we haven't seen in the last few years that we saw slowly crumble under uh, Todd McClellan uh, in, in his final few years there in San Jose. Uh, I think Peter DeBoer is owed a lot of credit for that. We've, we've seen in the, the sports news outlets a lot uh, of people talking about how DeBoer actually cut back on practices, uh, noting that this is a California team. This is a team that has to travel a lot to, to get to games throughout the season. They're putting on mileage. Uh, he thought, you know, maybe if we just bring the practices back a little bit, eliminate some of those optional skates, uh, lighten things up a little bit, trust that these veterans can lead this team and know what they're doing. And uh, we've seen nothing but improvement across the board for this team. We've seen a power play that has been absolutely devastating. That power play pretty much single-handedly eliminated the St. Louis Blues. The Blues got into trouble a couple times in a couple different games and each time they paid dearly by that Tampa Bay power play they're just so Tampa Bay sorry by the San Jose power play there's just so many weapons you know you have Pavelski shooting from anywhere Joe Thornton even you know known for his passing abilities which have been on full display but also a little bit of the killer instinct this playoff shooting a little bit more you know scoring some goals Couture is leading the playoffs right now with 24 points Pavelski 22 Brent Burns 20 when number one two and three in playoff scoring are all on the same team and that team's in the cup finals that's a scary team to be going up against uh the kids have been fantastic Tomash hurdle you know he had that great rookie season slumped a little bit you know we didn't really know what we were going to see from him. he's picked it right back up great playoffs uh Jonas Donskoy who I think has been one of the most underrated players on the San Jose Sharks uh Western Conference just in the NHL in general all season uh, this is a young kid, 
uh, new to the team, has just been phenomenal. Very underrated, great hands. Uh, he's really finding his game in the playoffs here, giving the Sharks that depth that has been uh, winning them games and pushing them further in these series. Uh, like that San Jose team that came out to play the Kings just essentially mopped the floor with them, just put them to shame. Uh, they stumbled a little bit with Nashville. You know, we saw Nashville put them up against the ropes. Uh, I like that Nashville team a lot. Uh, I think anyone in Nashville right now can can be very happy. If you're a fan, uh, if you're part of the staff there, there's good things coming. Uh, particularly, I loved uh, the work Ryan Ellis was doing on the point. You know, a very high draft pick. People, you know, because he's not a big-time points guy on that team and that deep blue line is so deep, we don't really get... Uh, as much uh, you know coverage on a guy like that, but he was solid and consistent, and just has a booming shot. Uh, I think the best player on Nashville in that entire series, though, was uh, Matthias Ekholm. The amount of times you watch those highlights, and that guy's either scoring the goal, getting the primary assist, or on the ice making the play happen. Uh, you know he was killing it at five on five. He was phenomenal on the power play. When you don't even have to use Shea Weber or Roman Yossi because Ekholm is doing so much on, on, say, a power play unit, that is a phenomenal blue line that anyone in the league would be killing for. Uh, so, you know, advice to fantasy owners next year. Maybe keep an eye on Ekholm, uh, especially after a playoffs like that. He might see a couple more looks. They might be using, you know, Shea Weber's only getting older. He, he's going to drop down in that depth. I already think he's maybe third, maybe even the only the fourth best defenseman on that team right now. Uh, I know a lot of people won't agree with that, but I think that the work uh, Yossi and Ekholm are doing on that team is, is incredibly undervalued, and they are two star defensemen uh, who, who just don't get the coverage and, and the praise they deserve because they play uh, in a city like Nashville, not necessarily known as a, as a hockey hotspot but the Sharks came right back to form after they played St. Louis Uh, you know St. Louis definitely gave them a a good go every now and then Sharks did have one bad game they had that bad game in uh, game one Uh, but they just they just out out dueled the Blues at every position now lots of praise for the Sharks do I think they have one I wouldn't necessarily call it a weakness I I would say it's something new they're going to have to adjust for they quite clearly have not played anyone as fast as the Pittsburgh Penguins. Nashville was probably the closest team, and I think it's fair to say that Pittsburgh would still skate circles around the Nashville Predators. But we saw San Jose struggle at times because of Nashville's speed, uh, because of, of, of how quickly they could attack and, and counterpunch that I think adjusting to the Pittsburgh Penguins is, is going to be tough. It might take a game or two. Um, and they're going to want to get a road win in early, but I, I, I think it's going to take at least till game three till they're fully adjusted to to the speed and just the the overall firepower of the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a unique team because they're coming off of an L.A. Kings team, incredibly structured, rigid team. Nashville, a little looser, but still some decent structure there and a great blue line. St. Louis Blues, same thing, structure, 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 physical, physical team. Uh, they, they haven't played anyone that, that flies the zone like the Pittsburgh Penguins do or who, who attack a, a, as ferociously on, on the penalty kill. Just little factors like that I think is going to take some adjustment. 
I think San Jose does have some decent speed. We know Marlo can skate. The kids, Donskoy, Hurdle, Wingles even. Those guys can skate. Uh, it'll be a matter of, of what Pavelski, Thornton, uh, should they be able to keep up uh, against whatever line they get matched up against. I would assume right now we're probably going to see them against the Crosby line. Uh, but but we'll see how, how things shape up. Uh, switching over to Pittsburgh. Uh, their speed has definitely been their greatest asset. Uh, this is the first time we've seen Pittsburgh with, with, with true depth in a long time. Uh, you know, like Matt Cullen is producing at an insane rate for a 37-year-old. Just a, a great leader on that team. Big time in the face-off dot. Uh, you know, Crosby, Malkin, Kessel. When you can have one on each line, you know you're having good depth. The the HBK line, the the Kessel, Haglin, Benino. Uh, have just been on fire, uh, scoring like crazy. Uh, Haglin, big to that penalty kill. Same with Benino. Uh, just a line that doesn't give up, relentless, scoring huge goals for that team. Phil Kessel obviously leading uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins with 18 points, tied for fifth with uh, Joe Thornton, actually, in, in overall playoff scoring. Sid has been great. He's doing what Sid does, just uh, playing a phenomenal game, scoring big goals when when uh, when it's required of him. You know, he had a big OT winner there against uh, Tampa Bay that seemed to set him back on track. We we're starting to see Malkin uh, come back into uh, the form of Malkin we know and, and expect to see. Uh, quietly, one of the best players uh, for Pittsburgh this playoffs, Chris Kunitz. Uh, he definitely took a lot of shit this season. Uh, he did not have a good outing. We saw him fall as low as the third and fourth line uh, throughout the year. It was it was a tough time finding a place for him in that lineup. Uh, but he has quietly been a, a a real asset to the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's currently leading the team with a 58% Corsi four at five on five. Uh, that means he's he's possessing the puck at uh, an insane rate. Uh, when in controlling the play when he's out there uh, he's currently averaging 3.14 goals per 60 minutes played also to to lead that Pittsburgh Penguins team and and, and quietly uh, really really carving out his role again as a assistant captain there and uh, leading by example um, and the good thing for for both both teams, I think, the Sharks and the Penguins. Uh, if we look at the Penguins, they're, they're top six uh, in, in puck possession numbers right now in order from one to six. Kunitz, Malkin, Shiri, Hornquist, Latang, Crosby. That there shows you got five of those six guys are, are your stars. They're your top liners. Those are the guys you want to see, and they are playing their best. Uh, just like uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, we head over to the Sharks. Look at their Corsi Hurdle. Currently leading the Sharks, Donskoy, Pavelski, Thornton, Vlasic. So again, we're seeing the stars, uh, the, the the big players on each team, are at least uh, driving play and, and controlling and being a factor, uh, and 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 leading the teams like we we've come to expect at this point. Um, points per sixty on the Pittsburgh Penguins at five on five. Uh, Hanglid, Benino, Rust, Kessel, Malkin, Kunitz. That's our uh, our leaders right there. Interesting to note the entire third line: Haglin, Benino, Kessel, all in the top four. Uh, there, Rust a little boost after that uh, phenomenal two goal outing against Tampa Bay to to eliminate them. Uh, so, you know, we're getting 
decent numbers from the guys you need it from most at the most important time of the season. Uh, we flip over the Sharks, point per 60 at 5-on-5. Five five. Pavelski's rocking 2.66 points per 60 minutes played, followed by Couture, Donskoy, Burns, Thornton, Hurdle. Again, the Stars are producing. The Stars are controlling the play. The Stars are a factor all playoffs long. I think that's what's going to make this Stanley Cup final so damn exciting. It's because we're going to get to see the best of the best uh, playing at their their peak game right now. Like Crosby versus Thornton right now, that's a hell of a matchup. Crosby versus Thornton maybe three years ago, I don't think I'm as excited to watch that. Uh, you know, but now I, I'm I'm ecstatic to see that. Uh, can Logan Couture keep up his his uh, first place pace in points? Uh, even though he's likely going to match up against Evgeny Malkin. Uh, can Malkin be enough to shut him down? Uh, can they go punch for punch and uh, just get into a scoring race? We'll see. We got two young kids in net on either end. Uh, we got Matt Murray on the Pittsburgh Penguins, who has been phenomenal. Make no mistake about it. This has been their golden boy for years. He's been in the AHL, killing it, put up phenomenal numbers year after year. Uh, really sort of bell curved hard as of late and uh, you know took the starting job away from a Marc Andre Fleury who was coming off a decent season and had a decent year you know not not too much to fault him for you know just on the receiving end of some some bad injuries some concussions this year again uh, but yeah Matt Murray absolutely phenomenal gonna be a big factor in this series I think and other end of the net Martin Jones you know hasn't been Phenomenal, but he he's for the first time in San Jose. There's a goalie making the saves he should be making. He's given you the chance every game to keep you in. Uh, you know he put up some shutouts against the St. Louis Blues. He's been good. He hasn't been phenomenal. He hasn't had to steal many games, but that's more of a testament to how good the San Jose Sharks team has been uh, throughout these playoffs. Uh, if he just keeps up this consistency, I think they're in good shape. But I. I I don't think he's been assaulted with the the amount of shots he's going to see uh, coming from from Pittsburgh from all angles and, and at at top flight. So it'll be interesting to see. I think if Pittsburgh can get in his head early and solve him a few times real quick in those first two games at home, uh, you could have the the San Jose Sharks back up against the ropes. There, Jones will be will be a big factor. Uh, now I know everyone who uh, cares about Toronto would love to see maybe Jones stumble in game one or two to see James Reimer get put in there uh, for a Reimer versus Kessel kind of matchup uh, would be uh, uh, you know quite the story. But I, I see Martin Jones going going all the way against uh, Matt Murray here. I can't see either guy getting uh, pulled out at this point. They've both uh, done a fantastic job up to now. Uh, there's no reason to doubt him any further, barring uh, you know some sort of historic collapse. Uh, these teams match up pretty well, I think. I, I think the forward depth on each end is phenomenal. Uh, I definitely give San Jose the edge in, in defensive depth. Uh, I think uh, you know Burns has been quite clearly one of the best defensemen of this playoff run. Uh, Vlasic is is quietly always phenomenal for that team. Uh, Paul Martin's been decent, getting the job done. I just think I like their depth better on defense than in Pittsburgh. You know, Latang has been good, continues to be good. Uh, you know, they're getting some above-average performances from from guys like Dumoulin and Lovejoy. Uh, 
but this is going to be their real test. Are they going to be able to shut down one of the most potent offenses uh, in in the Stanley Cup playoffs thus far? Uh, and I think we're going to either we're either going to see some real big holes in this uh, this defense, and and you know some some bad plays really uh, uh, rear their head in this finals, or we're going to just see what Pittsburgh's done so far, and then just fairly good consistency and. Uh, you know, relying on that offense, uh, you know, a good defense is a phenomenal offense. has been kind of their uh, M.O. so far this entire playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but now there's one statistic I want to really focus on for this for this playoffs. Everything I've seen and read so far, um, I haven't seen too many people predicting the Penguins in, in this series to to take the win. Uh, lots of people believe in this this Sharks team. They believe they've turned a corner. Uh, they believe that you know Joe and Marlo want this uh, uh, more more than ever. This may be their final shot. Uh, lots of predictions, something like Sharks at six. I, I think it's going to be a deep series. I think we're going to see six or seven, uh, no matter what. Um, we talked about earlier how if if you're going off that puck possession statistic, uh, the Pens. Might be the 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 smarter bet. It would keep with the with the trend of seven out of nine years. But another statistic I want to look at real quick because I think it could really have an impact on the outcome of this series is a, a stat known as PDO. Uh, if you, if you search it up real quick, it's uh, it's an interesting stat. I I personally enjoy it because kind of. Every season for the last few years, we've seen a, a team with an inflated PDO um, sort of perform way above a level that they, they should be performing at. Now, what is PDO? PDO is essentially when you take the shooting percentage of a team and uh, align it with the save percentage of a team, sort of contrast and compare uh, it's supposed to level out at, at, at an even, you know, one. If you're, uh, for for the sake of this argument, we're gonna we're gonna put it at a hundred. So a team, you know, not with an inflated shoot of shooting percentage and not with a phenomenal save percentage, something unsustainable, uh, it's gonna level out to around one hundred. If a team is just, you know, getting all the bounces. And they're shooting at an insane rate. Like their top three scores are, are sitting at you know 15 to 20 percent shooting percentage. You're going to see that PDO rise to above 100. Uh, and it's same thing if you have a phenomenal goalie, uh, Matt Murray, right now. You know is is helping the team PDO. He's putting it above that 100. Uh, and if if you're just not getting the bounces, you're not getting the goes. You know the pucks bouncing over your stick. You're getting rolling pucks in the slot that are going wide. Your PDO might sit at a 98, a 96. But essentially, what the statistic says is just from the nature of the game, that shooting percentage versus the save percentage, we're gonna see eventually over time that PDO level out to an even one, to an even 100. It's gonna be right 
it's always fighting to get back to that 100. So when we see teams like the Colorado Avalanche in that half season where they finished first in the Central Division, or the Calgary Flames of last year making it to the second round of the playoffs, when we look at those rosters on paper and the chaos, the lack of system those teams play, and we shake our heads and we go, how are they doing this? How are they producing? And then we see that, no, in fact, they never end up making it deep enough. They never really end up winning. Um, PDO is the stat to watch. Essentially, a quick way to sum it up is PDO is measuring your luck. If you're over 100, you're, you're, you're a lucky guy or you're a lucky team. If you're under that 100, you're just not getting the breaks. Uh, but kind of one thing that you can look at with PDO over time is that it will eventually get back to 1, to 100, to even. Now, what does this say about the individual players in the lineup right now for both teams? What does the PDO look like for these teams? Are these teams, uh, you know, who has been the lucky team thus far? Who is producing? Um, and this is one stat I want to really focus on because I think this could end up being uh, sort of a... Uh, a paralyzing weakness for the San Jose Sharks. I think this is one of those factors that you don't see on a regular basis. You just see night after night Pavelski scoring, uh, Thornton, you know, making a, a great blind pass. But um, if we're looking at the PDO numbers right now, we're seeing that the San Jose Sharks are getting the bounces. They're getting the puck luck. Uh, if you look at a couple of the PDOs throughout the league, you know, like a guy that was at, say, 102, 103, that's a guy who's been getting some decent bounces lately. A guy at 96, that's a guy who's having an, uh, just a rough go as of late. He just cannot get that puck to settle down. Um, so to put that in perspective, if we look at some of the top players on the San Jose Sharks, Paul Martin is currently at a 106. Brent Burns. Also at a 106, Thomas Hurdle, 105, Joe Thornton, 104, Patrick Marlowe and Joe Pavelski, 103. So what do those statistics say? Uh, those statistics say, number one, San Jose's been getting, they've been getting some favorable bounces. Now, make no mistake, those are some elite players in that list. Uh, they're, they're at times definitely making their own luck there for sure. But the nature of the statistics states that these numbers are, are going to eventually level out. It's, it's kind of a matter of time. Now, whether or not they level out next season or, say, in a Stanley Cup final is yet to be seen. But what we should note is that if you know one or two of those bounces go the other way, if, if Brent Burns' PDO goes from 106 to even flattens out at 100, that's going to be a major decrease in points for him. That's going to be a major decrease in goals scored, assists. Uh, that might translate onto the power play. It's just a something to keep an eye on because when we look across the board to the other side, uh, like let's look at the Penguins. Their best puck possession guy, their leader in points per game, Chris Kunitz, he's only sitting at a 98. Actually, Chris Kunitz has been having some bad luck this playoffs, and yet he's still managing to put up phenomenal possession numbers and put the puck in the net. How about Sidney Crosby? 
Sidney Crosby, one of the best players in the world, been picking it up as of late. Definitely had a slow start. We we noted that for sure. You know, wasn't producing at an insane level. Sidney Crosby has a 96.39 PDO. That means Sidney Crosby has been incredibly unlucky these playoffs, even worse than Chris Kunitz, and still he's been a massive factor. It's sort of the the same idea. If Joe Thornton's 104 balances out to a 100 and Sidney Crosby's 96 also balances out to a 100 in this series, we could see a big momentum shift. We could see Crosby becoming a big factor and we could watch Joe Thornton fall off fairly quickly. Um, The only guy with an insanely high PDO right now on the Pittsburgh Penguins is uh, Brandon Rust. So, you know, depth player, he's at a a whopping 109. Uh, So essentially, he's been one of the luckiest guys in this playoffs, period. And uh, we're going to definitely see him decline. But, you know, like Pavelski, Marlowe, Thornton, Hurdle, Burns, and Martin are all over 103 right now. The only players on Pittsburgh over 103 uh, are Kessel and Haglin. So so Pittsburgh, you know, again, that means those guys have been getting lucky. No doubt watching them play, we understand and have seen them get lucky. But, man, they're only, they're only slightly above that 100, you know, contrasted to, say, a Brent Burns or, or a Paul Martin, you know. If, if those level out, those translate into some mistakes, those translate into some pucks in the back of the net. Uh, but again, like we said, it's, it's a stat that measures luck. Sometimes that luck is going to run you all through the playoffs. Sometimes it might crash right off. I just think it's a statistic to keep in mind in this series when projecting it. Because honestly, if you ask me right now, I take the Pittsburgh Penguins to win this series. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think the Sharks are going to put up a hell of a fight, but I like the speed factor. I like their ability to match lines. Uh, I I like the depth versus depth, and I like the fact that that PDO has been fairly level for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're not relying on the bounces and the puck luck. They're making their chances, and I think that's a big part of their speed as well. So while you know credit where credit is due, these Sharks have been phenomenal. If we see a decline in production from a few players, don't be surprised is all I'm saying. Uh, you know, they haven't seen a team this fast. They haven't seen a team with as deadly a power play as they have. Uh, you know, there's a lot of factors here that could contribute for, for this, uh, you know, things going a little bit sour for the Sharks against someone like uh, Pittsburgh. You know, the past few years, I, I, I've really thought that, you know, the East really had no chance to, to win the Stanley Cup. This is the first time in a long time I think the East has a, a legitimate chance at really bringing the Cup back back to their side. Um, but keep an eye out on it, you know? Puck luck. It's, it's a beautiful thing sometimes. But, uh, you know, when it turns, it can turn fast. And we've seen it turn fast on the San Jose Sharks before. We've seen them go up three zips in series and, and lose in seven. So, uh just something to note, you know. Watch uh, some of the best players. Oh, sorry, I'm watching the game right now, and there's a phenomenal chance by Pittsburgh here. Crosby has come out uh, uh, banging, and, and they they have been matched up against that Thornton line, uh, but they caught him on a change here, and they're up against the Ward line, and uh, they're doing some damage right now. Uh, phenomenal game though, already fast, high flying, lots of checks. Uh, you know. Hornquist in the way there, always just in the goalie's face. Gotta love the guy. Oh, another great chance. 
Well, if Crosby keeps this up, this might be an indication of that PDO maybe getting a little bit better because uh, he's been phenomenal here the first uh, half of the first period. But I think that's about as far as we're going to take it today. I think that's a decent preview. I I touched on the the puck possession stuff that we began our our bracket picks with, uh, which gives Pittsburgh the edge. Uh, I touched on PDO a little bit to showcase that, you know, maybe the Sharks have been getting uh, a a couple favorable bounces in all these games uh, that should they level out, you know, we might see things even out a little bit. And, uh, you know, excited for this game, excited for this series. Uh, Either way, we got some good Canadian boys on both sides. And uh, I think there's 30 Canadians combined between the two teams in this uh, Stanley Cup final. Uh, we're going to see some great goaltending. We're going to see some great goals. I can guarantee that. Um, if Pittsburgh stays disciplined, you know, some bounces go their way, and they they just play their high flying game. I, I like the Penguins to win the Stanley Cup this year. And more than anything, I would love to see Phil Kessel eat a bunch of hot dogs out of the Stanley Cup, just to throw it in the faces of every asshole and every Steve Simmons type that has just barraged this guy. And, you know, again, after a a Team USA snub for the World Cup, first I'd just like to say thank you to Team USA uh, for putting together just a head-scratcher of a team. Uh, No Phil Kessel. uh, You know, I guess they got a a wide assortment of of shot blockers and uh, guys who can take penalties for you in the last five minutes of a game. Uh, I expect a, a full repeat, if not worse, of the Sochi Olympics where they got uh, nowhere near a medal and absolutely shamed uh, in that in that bronze game. Uh, what a joke not having Phil Kessel. Uh, you know, Canada was smart enough to realize the playoffs that Joe Thornton has had, a guy who really wasn't even in the conversation uh, probably at the beginning of the season to make that team. And uh, now it's hard to picture the team without him uh, at this point. Uh Thankfully, though, as a Canadian and a Canadian enthusiast, uh, Team USA will be no threat at this world championship. Uh, From there, let's wrap up the show. Again, thank you for listening. And again, sorry for the delay. You know, uh, life kind of took over there for a little bit. I'm going to try and keep these more regular as the Stanley Cup playoffs go uh, move along. You know, there's only one uh, one matchup left, so... Uh, not really as, as crazy and hectic and busy uh, on off days, or we actually get off days, sorry, now uh, that the playoffs are in the Stanley Cup Finals. Hopefully do a, a podcast every two to three games and uh, really keep on top of what's going on because I think this is going to be a phenomenal series and uh, I, I think lots of people are as excited as I am to see how it uh, shapes up. So thanks again for listening. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at the Halfboards19. Uh, you know, Gmail, got some questions, uh, hit us up at thehalfboardshow at gmail.com. If you're an iTunes person, uh, if you go into iTunes, give us a rating out of five stars, leave us uh, some comments, whether you like it or not, doesn't matter. Uh, SoundCloud, search up the Halfboards, that's where we host all the episodes. Uh, you can interact there if you've got an account. And uh, just thanks for listening. Uh, seriously, much appreciated. And, uh, I think we're all looking forward to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, You heard it from here. I'm going to say Pittsburgh Penguins, six games. They're taking the Stanley Cup back to the East. Please retain. Please let me know.